This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Well, hello, history lovers, and welcome into This Day in History, lineupmedia.fm, yo radio, where you can also find our programs. My name's Tony Hubert, my partner, Armand Kachigian. We break down the events that have occurred throughout the annals of time. Today, we bring you another very specific show from an event that occurred on January the 17th. Armand, I sent you a list, and uh, I am not shocked at what you picked. In fact, as I put this together, I narrowed it down to two things that you would choose. Now, the listener knows what they're going to hear because they've already seen it on the website and iTunes and so on and so forth. But Armand could have chosen uh, the dividing of the Eastern Roman Empire under Arcadius in the Western Roman Empire under Honorius? Honorius. Honorius. Okay. He didn't. He could have chosen the Allied launch of the uh, four assaults at Monte Cassino on this date in 1944. He did not. This is more depressing. He could have chosen the Great Brinks robbery, where more than $2 million were stole from an armored car company's offices in Boston. Not from an armored car, but from the car company's offices. We don't endorse that behavior. Nope. Uh, Now, the next one, I'm a little surprised he didn't choose. Maybe it'll be a future show. The Monica Lewinsky scandal, which broke on this day in 1998. Matt Drudge broke the story of Bill Clinton and the intern and the affair they were having on his website, The Drudge Report. But you did not choose that, Armand. That was overblown, too. Yeah, yeah. As is all this... Trump nonsense. Uh huh. Trump Russia collusion, uh-huh. which okay. I'll mention because it has probably has something to do with this too. Oh, I'd love to see There's how you're going to tie that in. Link, sure. But what Armand did choose for January the 17th, of course, as you know, is the famous farewell address by Dwight D. Eisenhower uh, as he uh, leaves the Oval Office. This address happened three days before he left the office. Just a few notes on this, everybody. Uh, I began working on this farewell speech as early as 1959, and the speech Armand might have gone through 20 drafts. He still didn't get it right. Hmm. Now, Milton Eisenhower, were you aware that Milton, his brother, was fairly involved? Uh, And a gentleman by the name of Malcolm Moose. Moose or Moose? M-O-O-S, which was Eisenhower's speechwriter, helped with the final drafts. Uh, Eisenhower was also— He needed Ted Sorensen. Did you like Ted Sorensen as speechwriter? Uh, speech, well, his speeches were better than this. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Well, also, Kennedy could deliver a little better than Ike could. Well, he had hair. Nah, that's the TV thing, but just in terms of, you know, speaking. Ike was fine, but a little stoic. If you've ever listened to this address in its entirety. Phlegmatic. It's uh, phlegmatic, and, uh, you know, you get a sense of a man who's reading instead of talking to you. 
uh, Eisenhower, also the first president to leave office due to term limit. Now, he was uh, the first president that also had a chance to prepare a farewell speech because he indeed knew the end was coming. Now, Truman also knew the end was coming because he, he chose not to run in 1952. Well, so Lyndon Johnson. And Lyndon matter. Johnson. But they weren't ending by a term limit. So it's the first time you got a guy who's termed out and knows, yeah, this is the end and it is not the end of my doing. Yeah. Now, when are we going to put term limits on our congressmen? Fair question. Yeah. Fair question. What would you like to see for senators, Armand? Let's start with senators. What would you like to see? Two terms of six years? Two terms is even too much. Twelve years is a long time. It's a long time. It is. It is indeed. One term and three terms in the House, I guess. Six years, that's it. You're done. So three in the House, one in the Senate. That's it. Six years. I think you'd find a lot of people who would probably support you out there. Yeah. My only my only downside is what happens when you get a really good representative? We haven't had one okay. yet. Okay. So if you take that tack, then you yes. can, yeah. As if we can't find someone else. I mean, the only argument against that is, well, they know the system, et cetera. They've been there. They know how things are done. That, that to me, is a counter argument. That's why I want them the hell out of there. Well, it's... You guys have been there 40, 50 years. There, yeah, of course they know how things are done. There are inner workings of any system. Right. Well, they know how to manipulate everything to get their, you know, not necessarily what's for the people, but what they want. And it's con- totally contrary to what our founding fathers wanted, you know, the citizen politicians. Such citizen as they didn't want lifetime politicians. Of course. Right. Okay. Uh, also at this time, Ike is the oldest U.S. president in a century. Uh, so no one had been older than than him for a 100 years. That's before Lincoln, by the way. And he's being replaced, of course, by the youngest U.S. president elected. in the history the of the United elected. States. Elected president in the history. Was there someone younger than Kennedy? Teddy Roosevelt. So Kennedy. So uh, McKinley is assassinated. Roosevelt takes office. Right. He's younger. Roosevelt is 42 younger. in a few days. Okay. And, and Kennedy is 42 in more days. More days. Okay. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. That Because that's another nice trivia question. Well, Who is the youngest U.S. president ever to uh, be well. sworn in, let's say? Throw the election part out. All yeah. right? All right. Now, the speech itself, which is known for the military-industrial complex warning and so forth and so on. Armand shows this, folks, and I'm going to be quite honest with you because it's going to tee up one of his favorite bailiwicks. Yeah. And I'll allow him to get to it, but we're going to go through some of the meat of this first. You all know this, the the warning, beware the military-industrial complex. You'll I hear, have a feeling we're going to hear it anyway. Well, you'll hear, you'll hear the clip from Mike. But the speech uh, in its entirety has a lot of... As I went through it, Armand, I got a lot of questions for you here. And I don't, I, 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 you know, you always had told me this was not a great speech. Well, it's not one of my favorites of well, all okay, time. Well, okay, but hold on here. What What is the goal of any address to a body of people? I don't know. I guess he's trying to convince someone. No, no, no. Here. What's not Ike? What's the goal? If you're up in front of a group of people, what is the goal in, in addressing them? Some sort of suasion i suppose maybe yeah i mean you want to get some point across yeah after after reading the text of the speech it certainly and, isn't entertaining and no it's like not. our show and after reading the text of this and then listening to it i walked away with a lot of questions now maybe it's questions because i have the you know i have 50 plus years of hindsight to to look at here so here's some of the quotes notable quotes i feel from the speech ike Progress towards these noble goals is persistently threatened by the conflict now engulfing the world. 
It commands our whole attention, absorbs our very beings. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. And that's what we're talking, that's what I'm talking about with this Trump thing, you know. This, they're trying to vilify Russia. Are they our enemies? Are you kidding me? Right? I don't even care if he colluded with them. What, who cares? That's not against the law, okay? Is there a law against that? The problem is you start making them this evil like I care, which he did for a decade almost, right? People want to go to war, and we don't need that shit, right? The same thing is happening now. Government and, and their fear-mongering, and they have to have something, you know, if it's not ISIS and it's not the Middle East somewhere, it's Russia. It's ridiculous. Russia at that time, the 50s, they, had, they weren't bent on world destruction and world domination. If anybody was, it was Mao, the Chinese, which quit playing, we, quit we playing gave with your one. microphone. He just knocked his windscreen off, folks. Well, there's there's there, your there, there you go. Yeah, well, my windscreen was knocked off before I even started talking. So, but let's close. Let he's as he's one to talk and insidious in method. Unhappily, the danger it poses promises to be of indefinite duration. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that's great. So, so here's my point here, Alman. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's re- referencing communism. Yeah, uh, but do, doesn't and Russia, do, but. Armand, doesn't this reference also necessitate the very thing that in about five minutes he's going to warn us against? Well, the guy's a general. I mean, that's like some whore speaking out against, you know, STD treatments. Of course the guy wants, yeah, of course. And well, I got some figures here. He increased the defense budget from, you know, the percentage of the budget from 30% to 70% while he was in office. Increase so in spending from what, 63%. That'd be from 53 to 61. Yeah, in eight years. That's so during his, so, well, actually, I think they took in 62 also, but that's basically his budget. Yeah, but it's his because it's his yeah. budget is being enacted. And when he came in, and we had the Korean War. Right. Which he Understandable. had nothing to do with, but right. still. But his budget is being enacted yeah. throughout 61 and right. into 62. So, probably Armand. Probably. Hypocrite. To be honest, probably. Be, well, okay. You're going to be shocked here. But this one I just – that's what I came away with. I was like, Ike, what the hell are you talking about? You, you're building up the fear factor, as you just mentioned, whether it's fear of whatever, but right? We, that's the problem. We've been doing that. That's what government does forever. We yeah, talked not about just the, the U.S. government. Yeah, we talked about uh, – what are we talking about? Sure not Yalta, role, uh, Ca- sure, Casablanca. Casablanca. Okay. Yeah. How do you think FDR got us into war? Fear. Yeah. I'm sure the Romans – why, what are we doing we're, in Korea? We're trying to. Should we have gotten in Korea? What was that all about? I, they were trying to tell everybody about the whole dramatic hordes that were coming. Who's now, that? The Ro- Roosevelt? No, the Romans. Oh, the Romans. Well, but now they had a point there. But now they may have been right. <laughs> they were but coming again. They're stoking up. Come on. They, yeah, but they weren't not like this. No, because they didn't have the means. Plus, to they stoke did the up. right thing. They made them citizens. Okay, they, right. come on in and be citizens. They didn't have the means to stoke the fear because yeah. what uh, what else is new? At this time, this is the age of television. Yeah. And that television. Well, radio. And radio before thing. that. Yeah. But you've only been in the age of mass, mass communication. Yeah, but even before that, Spanish-American war was stoked up in the I, newspapers. I, I get so. it. The, but the newspapers. The Romans had newspapers. Newspapers have to be printed, distributed, and read. Okay? Television, radio, you can just passively. Well, I'm not going to debate the dissemination pa- of the information. But the, the dis- point is, governments have been doing this for millennia. There's no argument. But that's now they the can, problem. But Armand, now they can do it even easier because yeah, you can. Well, pa- people are stupider too you can now. Passively sit there and listen to this dissemination of information. Yeah, but do people believe it? You, now, even that's the one thing I have to say about the '60s, right? Don't believe your government. Don't trust your government. Don't trust the man. What happened to that? 
That's great stuff. All of a sudden, now everything the government says, unless it's Trump, of course, you know, they'll buy every, they'll swallow every lie that's told. Unless you're a Democrat, oh, I'm not, and it's I'm not, Trump. I'm not going to turn this into a Trump show. Okay, well, we got Eisenhower saying? to talk. about. I don't about. have any problem with people not trusting Trump and calling him a liar That's when he fine. lies. But they don't do it, Obama. They don't do it to other yes, people. They did. They oh, did get it. Out of here. Yeah, oh, please. Oh, the, the press did, I guess. Right? How many? I, I want to see a headline on New York Times. Obama lied. Yeah. Uh, go find the Obama. Find it. Find Obama. Uh, Obamacare. A bigger account. liar than Trump. Are oh, you kidding? Jesus Christ! You're not even in the ballpark. Are you kidding? You sound like adult saying that. I'm going to be really? honest. Yes, okay. you do. You can keep your doctor. That's not a big lie. The the one thing, the one thing he did in his, and, and I'm talking about not not by the number of them, but by the significance. Oh, okay. By okay? the number. By the significance. Because I don't care if Trump lies about no one, him being the greatest realtor in the no world. No one out the lies best. Donald Trump. No. Yeah, but that's the you're talking about. The volume is a. Astounding. Is it? Yeah, but is it a bigger lie? Like Hitler said, the Jews are the Antichrist. Yeah, I'm, Trump probably outlied uh, Hitler, but that doesn't make any difference. Hitler's lies were much more. Well, we know Degree what his lies. and causality. Right. I know but what Obama's you're, main. I know what you're getting his at. only accomplishment, by his own admission, is Obamacare, and he lied to get it across. That was a tremendous lie. We all know you can't keep your doctor. It's not cheaper. So that's a huge lie. All right, let's go back to the show, well, though. Well, these are lies, too. Okay, but that's, that's what we're addressing, it. and I know why you picked well, it. Ike also says, crisis, uh, there will, there, crisis there will continue to be. In meeting them, whether foreign or domestic, great or small, there's a recurring temptation to feel that some spectacular and costly action could become the miraculous solution to all current difficulties. Uh, now, I don't this, know what he's saying there. But th- that's, okay. what he's, that's exactly he, what he's espousing. He's saying there's no panacea. There's, there, there's, no, there's no single remedy cure here. But his statement covers a lot of ground. But isn't this a hugely overlooked point of his farewell address? That there is no one cure or one item to fix it all? If anything I take away from this, it would be from his address, it's this. Don't think that you're going to be able to do one thing, either judicially, legislatively, or from the executive branch, just to cure everything, or to instill one big governmental program, then and then say it's fixed. Well, I don't even see that. To me, is that that's insignificant compared to the previous paragraph. Okay, you you read it yourself. Commands our whole attention, right? Absorbs our very beings. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheist, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's the communism. Is that what we're all about? That, 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 that's, that's what, I guess, everything we have to, that's our entire economy and, and our, everything we think about should be geared towards stopping Russia. Is that, That's ridiculous. Stopping communism? That, that's, yeah. that's, that's what well, they're that, selling. Right. That I is, guess that's our whole raison d'etre, right? Well, that's. God made the United States to stop those commies. So, yeah, of course he's going to say this stupid shit. Well, there's no way to do it, but it should be our crusade. But then he, but then he follows up with there's no magic, there's no magic remedy. Hey, okay. If you really want to be bored by Eisenhower, read his book, Crusade in Europe. A vital, Have you read that? No. That's a, vital, a snoozer. A vital element in keeping, this is Ike again, a vital element in keeping uh, the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. Why? So that no potential aggressor may be <laughs> tempted to risk his own destruction. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known by any of my predecessors in peacetime or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. Now, again, Armand, I say this sounds like advocacy for the military industrial complex. Well, this sounds like Dulles and his, uh, you know, and Kennan and those guys and his brinkmanship, which is what Ike was all about. Yeah, it, Nuke him. Right. It also 
sounds like Eisenhower, to some degree here, Armand, recognizes there's been a vast change already that has occurred, and he's telling us that this change to America has already been institutionalized. I, here again, I don't see any reference that I would, that's, that I would think that he is inveighing against a military. All this seems to say we need more money. We need more action. I agree. Or every you. thought. I, I mean, that's what he said. I agree with you. I, I so at this point, so as I'm as I'm reading now again, I know the line that's coming. So as I'm going through this, I'm starting to become confused. I'm like, okay, what 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 am I being told here? Because we got to be ready, and the 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 landscape has changed, and all this, and you know what? All of that may be true. It's not, but yeah, but I'm just yeah. His his thesis here doesn't match what he says at the end. Well, but see, one of the things though, Armand, he doesn't say he doesn't close with that military industrial thing. That comes about halfway through the speech. Um, another I quote: "Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry." So he means before World War II, there's no real armaments industry. Ike again, American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But now we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of our national defense. Now here. I don't know. I don't agree with that at all. You don't. I think it's 100 percent true. We don't need We don't need a standing army. What we've talked about this innumerable mm -hmm. times. What happens when you have an armaments industry and a standing you army? Have to you get into it. wars. You have to feed it and well, put it to use to right. justify it. You have it. to go fight wars. And but look what it's gotten us. What if you got a big army or a big navy breathing down your neck and you're not Such ready? Such as who? I don't know. Well, so they, they viewed it as even, Russia. Even if you go along with that stupid thesis, the Russian Empire collapsed in 92. It's all over. Who yeah. are we fighting now? Yeah. We'll find somebody. And there's a lot of pe a lot of historians out there that'll tell you the whole thing was a house of cards to begin with. Sure, of course. In the fifties, you think the Russians were that big of a threat? Of course not. No, but it was a threat that you could sell, and you could sell yeah, and make absolutely. a tremendous profit off of it. Yeah, but it's not just a military industrial complex. It's it, everything else that comes with it. Yeah, how do you think guys? You know, they, everybody talks about McCarthy. Well, why do you think McCarthy got where he was? He he saw what was going on. You find a commie under every bed, you scare the hell out of people. You know, teach kids to get under their desk and what? What was it? Tuck their tuck their heads between their legs and you know a nuclear. What was it? Duck and cover. Duck and cover. Yeah. Uh huh. That'll work. If I was a kid in school and been told that, I would have just sat at my desk. Like I don't remember if I was old enough to have. We only did tornado drills. We yeah, never did I don't an think atomic we went out the hall and ducked and covered. Man, I, I would have just sat there in, in my desk. Now a tornado drill. Let's go to the basement. No, we went in the hall. Yeah, or let's go. To, we, we had didn't a, have a basement. we had a basement, but you didn't. So you would have been dead. I would have been alive. We're, which is we're lucky to have a roof in Granite City. <laughs> Shit, that, that high school was falling apart. You get a little leakage oh, through the. Oh my god, no air conditioning okay. either, brother. So we're coming up to the big quote. Uh, but before that, Ike says this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. Would you agree with that? I think that's true. It it, it is new. In peacetime, not not right. Know. In peacetime, yeah, we right. had a huge That's, arms industry. Well, yeah, certainly you did. By 1942, you had you had pivots of all major manufacturers, yeah, to tanks, planes, rifles, munitions. Uh, you go on uh, uh, boat uh, naval yards. Well, that's you, the you, problem. Yeah. You had the whole gross domestic product of the country going to the Most war effort. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, Ike continues, we recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Okay, what are they? Well, so here's – so Armand, is Ike saying we have made a deal with the devil and the devil is us, or is he about to alert us that we are now trapped in a different realm than any previous nation has experienced? That being, well, we just won the big World War II. Well, Korea was and, more recent. Yeah, and Korea was more recent. You can't really call that a and win. Kind of a sending out feelers to Vietnam by this time. Right. But is that what's going on here? Is it the devil is us? Is, is the devil it's is a us? Doddering old fool. Or it sounds we, like. Well, come to me. on. He's he's also the president of the United States. He's not a he's not a complete moron. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it's be wor- that's worse. Yeah, he has some sort of he does have some sort of design with this speech. I don't know what it is because he contradicts himself. Seemingly does. Right. I'm with you on this. I I, I, I am. If you read this speech, you would think we're at the crossroads of this. You know. The nation is in peril. Well, you could read that into it. I I read it into it as, as, hey, uh, our reality is so vastly changed, and this is it now, and this is, from from Ike's standpoint, he's saying this is what it's going to be. And because it's going to be that, here's what you're going to have to be aware of. Well, I, I think more distressing is his, you know, his description of the, quote, enemy than the first paragraph. You might what all this is predicated upon. You might be right. Now let's get to the famous, famous quote. You ready? Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Well, mis- well, who's, where's the misplaced power? In the military-industrial complex? Is that what he's talking about? How do you interpret that? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know what he's talking about. Because is he saying, you know, is he basically saying that your, 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 your legislative branch is going to be basically bought and paid for by the big companies that 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 supply this well i, I don't know what to, he's talking about anyway when okay even today right who's the big mill that boeing raytheon i guess well, how many well they've Northrop cons- grumman they've consolidated that big of an industry i think they're like what two or three percent of the dow i mean they're not they're not that big they've consolidated a lot but and, i'm just saying it's not while, that much money anymore while a while a uh like likely you say well not a huge percentage of your I bet it's uh, not 10%. Right? Um uh, but it is a huge percentage of the federal budget. Yeah, but I think a lot of it's squandered. I mean, I don't know how many, you know, well, you an aircraft cer- carrier costs I mean, what a billion cer- or two? I don't you know. You can certainly argue yeah, that's about all. the squandering of of combat bases all over the world, etc. All over. So I'm not sure exactly how much of the budget, you know, Boeing and these guys get Northrop. I don't know if it's that much, really. Of the of the federal budget, yeah, the federal budget about two thirds. Oh come on, no. four trillion dollars in budget. defense. No, but the defense is like sixteen percent of the GDP. I think of the budget. No, no. See, we're arguing this. We've had this argument right, before, but, Armand. But the you're budget, gonna, you're going to argue I'll the low number. It's not a third, which is GDP. I'm just going to say no the, way. I, I, well, look it up. It's not. We, a third. I have before because the sixty percent is Medicare, 
and what is it? Healthcare and uh, Social Security, interest on the loan, and, and the military is like fourth. I'm going to look up military yeah. spending no as way. a percentage no of GDP. It accounts not GDP, the, the budget, federal budget. Uh, well, GDP at 16. percent I'll tell you that right now. Okay, you wanted to go. Now you're switching gears again, so I can figure it out. 16 percent of 18, 19 trillion is about what? 1.8 trillion, something like that. It's 40 percent of tops. 33 percent tops. 30, I'd say. Mandatory spending takes up nearly two-thirds of Absolutely. the federal budget. Mm-hmm. Social Security compromises a third. Comprises. Yeah. Comprise. Sorry. Comprises. <laughs> yeah. Compromises. More than a third. Comprom- compromises yeah, all and Again, okay. Armand's against Social Security. Absolutely. Because if you, aren't, if you aren't smart enough to invest, screw you, Armand says. Uh, no safety net for anybody. So uh-huh. when you're when you're old, just go See, go die. Go. There you go again. Yeah. If, uh, if, if it would be if there's no social security, everybody be dead, right? So it's either social security or our old people die. Or not everyone. Are you kidding me? Not everyone would be dead, but a lot of people. Seven hundred bucks a month is saving a lot of lives. Uh, <sighs> around twenty three percent of the uh, what was social security of the total federal budget? That's social security. Uh, yeah. Okay, 23%. Medicare okay. makes up an additional 23%. Right, 46 okay. Uh, of mandatory spending. Sure. Yep. And uh, where's my slice of the pie here on the military? Interest takes up seven, six, seven hundred billion right there. Interest. Oh, yeah, that's... Okay, on the loan. Okay. Out of $4.4 trillion. So we're already... Discretionary spending, 2015. Now, out of the discretionary budget... I don't think defense is discretionary, is it? Uh, it's mandatory, right? Because it goes up every year regardless, I yeah. believe. I, I don't think it's discretionary. $1.1 trillion okay. in military. Yeah, military. That's a quarter. $4.4 trillion is the budget. Yeah. 25%. 25%. Okay. I don't. I'm not. I'm see, I think that's too much. My. I still think it's too much. Yeah. No. I know. No. It's not I know. Two-thirds. I know you're not advocating, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. But back in Ike's day, that's the point I made. It was 63 percent. So of the it federal was. Budget. It was. It almost was two thirds. Right at the two third percentage. Yeah. And this bozo's talking about being worried about the military industrial complex. See, when something's at two thirds of a budget, you got to imagine that the people who were pro. Because look, the military, the 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 products that are used. For the military, we're not nationalized. What do you mean? I don't, I don't get what? Tanks, yeah. we're not nationalized. The United States government did not build tanks. The Ford Motor sure. Company, well, General Motors, right. and others built tanks and profited off of those contracts. Well, that's what I just told you. That's what he's talking about. So, Boeing, nowadays it's Boeing, and yeah. you know we know who it is, right. Halliburton, you know, whatever sure. these guys. Sure. So he's warning, he goes, look, you're feeding a beast here. And that beast is going to be able to really, really influence some things. Yeah, but some people would say, and and here again, we've we've talked about this. The Democrats' welfare is their job system, you know, giving out things, right? And the Republicans, the military is their jobs program. That's all it is. That's what the military is—a Republican jobs program. I love that you. I love that you state that. Of course. Well, it's true. It's it's manifest. No, you know me. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I get that. I love that you state Pox that. Pox on them both. Because only a handful of my Republican friends will ever admit that out loud. Absolutely. And Republicans want immigration, too, for small business. Yeah. They want cheap labor. Yes. That's why nobody builds a wall. That's why nobody does anything about it. Right. So anyway, but that's, yeah, they're no better. I'm just saying, I, I just don't like that it's always the, the mean, horrible Republicans. The Democrats are no better. 
They all want the same thing. Well, Armand, I, I I don't always like it that it's the, it's the stupid snowflake libtards when 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 this when the Republicans are just as sensitive to everything as well. well. I only call I only call out the stupid libtards when they're stupid. I only call out the Republicans I mean, when they're stupid. Okay, well sometimes yeah, but I, your definition of stupid sometimes. Some people, hey, I'm stupid. I don't believe global warming. So I must either be a, no, a no, pawn no, of Exxon no, or no. stupid. S- oh, hold on. Me. Oh, hold are you on. kidding? Hold or on. in jail. You're, you're conflating stupid with ignorant. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Thank too you. stupid to know the difference. Thank you. So now this comes, he speaks for about 15 and a half minutes on this farewell address. That's about half as long as we spoke. Okay. This, this comes literally at the halfway point. So what does he talk about the rest of the time? Yeah, something really important. Now, now we get to something. And now I'm, he's prescient. This is beautiful. Now I got a couple things. I'm going to tee Armand up here. So I'm already teed up. So um, let me read you a quote that Eisenhower picks up with here. Yeah, this is the because very next thing. The he talks very about. next thing is a is a not well. It seemed like a subtle transition into science, the realm of science. You go, oh, well, okay, certainly the science influences the military and can influence the military-industrial complex. So let me read you the first quote that I, that I specifically picked out for your reaction. Ike, akin to and largely responsible for the sweeping changes in our industrial military posture has been the technological revolution during recent decades. Now, unquote, I think totally legit statement. Quote, in this revolution, research has become central. Let me repeat that. Research has become central. It also becomes more formalized, complex, and costly. A steadily increasing share is conducted for, by, or at the direction of the federal government. There you go. Okay. Now, I ask you, Armand. Yes. In and of itself, is this a bad thing? Of course it's a bad thing. Aren't there good effects of doing this? I can't think of any. No. Since when does well, we know that we know the result. It's this climate change nonsense. Well, you say it's nonsense, others don't. Okay, fine. But those others that don't, by and large, are getting some sort of money, except they're ignorant people, don't know the first thing about CO2 now, or any you're, you're of the thermodynamics. You're going to get off the path of the speech here, and, I'm, uh, and that's okay for a second. It, it so violates your... the scientific method. Let me put okay. it that way. When you get government involved, okay, what, what is the scientific method? Observation, hypothesis, testing, and and your and your conclusion. Re- reprovability, right? Well, well, yeah, that's the truth. But falsifiability, reprovability, mm-hmm. etc. Okay, I'm going to get to something. all that's gone when the I'm, government gets when start the government starts giving money out. Let's just say, for for instance, there's a miracle, and somebody proves without a doubt that climate change is not caused by CO2. Mm-hmm. Do you think these people are going to stop wanting research money from the government? How much money do we give out? Hundreds of billions of dollars, a trillion, over a trillion internationally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we don't have science anymore. Now it's been perverted mm-hmm. because money, and that's what he's talking about. Okay, All technology. Right. Now what he means is probably the military-industrial complex. We're going to gear toward killing people. That's what. That's the research we want. Maybe. Well, I, I may, maybe because this is interpreting. Bro- I don't know what right. he's talking this about. This is a broad statement. He's monitoring. Here. So in Armand's world. If, Which just happens to be the world of reality. If the federal government gives a dime to a research project, that research is invalid. It is not invalid. It's tainted. Okay. 
Because it, no, oh, if, if let the, me make my point here, then no, please, the please let me make my point. Well, you just made a statement. I yeah. have to, you know, and you put words in my mouth, so I, I'm going no, to respond. You already said no. Okay, so I'm saying if you subsidize any kind of research by the government, you are by definition, it's it's like a, it's like the law of you know looking at a, a pro a photon. When you when you look at it, you've altered it. I understand. And when the government gets involved with this stuff, it is no longer you know pure science. Okay, I understand. And that's what he's talking about. I understand what you're saying. Okay. Is there any reason it can't be pure science? No, no it can't be pure science. It cannot what, abide by the scientific method. Was polio? Polio was a a, vac, a, a a cure for polio was found. Correct. Yeah. All right. The science behind the cure for polio was absolutely on target. Correct. Well, I assume so. It worked. Okay, it worked. Right. Now, what you're saying is if the government supplied any funding for the research that went into that cure, that it's tainted? Well, I, I don't think so because that's – here's the problem, okay? And this is the same thing uh, uh, Hayek said about economics. Okay. The government – and well, I think you, even you'll agree with this. Mm -hmm. The government, its main purpose is to expand government. Thomas Jefferson said that, <laughs> Right? Right. I, I wish I, I I wish I I want government's main purpose to be uh, to the benefit of the citizenry. Yeah, yeah, right. You're living in the wrong country, bro. Well, I think. Well, okay. then we're living in the wrong. There's no such thing. Then we're living in the government wrong reality. Well, absolutely. Because no because, one on no because, one this planet because it's does. human nature, and that's what everybody warned against. That's why Madison, Jefferson, etc., wanted to put all these restrictions on government because they know what government's all about. Yeah, okay, growing itself. It, absolutely. Any, they, any, any organism grows itself. Not any organism. Sure. What are you talking about? Organisms replicate. I it. don't want more power. I don't want power over you. But by definition, oh, a politician hell? wants more power. Yeah, the hell what you... do I care what Tony Hubert does with his with his money, his family, well, his vacation? You vacations? seem to care a lot about what I do. I kind of think. Well, I care about what you think because you're you're off your mark. No, I'm not. You're off your rocker. No. <laughs> You've been, you've been. There's one person in this room that's completely well, off their rock. Well, as far as science goes, you're nuts. No, hold on. I'm not. If you not. believe in this nonsense, no, you're nuts. I'm Global not. warming. Again, making an assumption, putting the word in my mouth. Well, do you believe it's man-made? Global warming. I'm going to ask you the question. You think climate change is caused by human beings? Yeah. Well, you're wrong. Oh, okay. Well, end of debate. Armand says I'm wrong, folks. Well, I'm wrong. Yeah. Me and the first, second laws of thermodynamics say you're wrong. I want Which we're not government subsidized. I, by I the want way. a clean environment. I must be bad. There's nothing wrong with I, I. So do I. I don't have a problem with that at all. I've made that point many times to you. The problem is you spend a trillion dollars on global warming. What's left to clean our oceans? Give people clean water, clean the air of sulfite, sulfites and nitri uh, nitrous oxides and things like that. Well, that should not, be cleaned out. Alman, I'll tell you what, because CO2 is not a pollutant. My own daughter is probably going to dedicate her life. Uh -huh. to trying to solve those very problems you just well, came good up for her. with. Just don't call CO2 a pollutant yeah, and, you're, and you know I'm where, on your side. You know where she got the idea from? Yeah, from her dad. Oh, you want to make a difference? Figure out a way to... And to, how is she going to pursue this? Through government, right? Uh, how else can you do it? No, no. What is she going to do? Go out in nope. a rowboat and pull, collect plastic? Nope, 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 nope. Okay. We've had this talk too. Yeah. We've had a very frank conversation about... Well, let's refrank uh, it. What is it. About you can go the NGO route. NGO. Yeah. What does that stand for? Non-governmental organization. Oh. Okay. You can go okay. that route. All right. And you can have some degree of success. But you probably end up beating your head against the wall at some point. Well, you're making my point. But, you have to. But what you have to do, and I told her, what you have to do, I think, 
is you have to find a, like, if you want to uh, get the solution to clean water in developing countries or to. Is that what she's pursuing? Amongst other things, yeah. Okay, fine. That's right. great. You have to find the profit motive in that because it is the profit motive that will generate the very outcome that you are looking oh, I don't for. Know about that. I'm not sure about that. A lot of we do a lot of humanitarian things. What's the profit motive, motive to sending money for AIDS research, etc. In Africa, we're there, not making money. We're giving a lot of money away. Hold on, there's none. It's trans. It's that's a transactional motive, and you do it, and then you wipe your hands and you feel good about yourself. But the problems still persi- persist. Yeah, we're talking. Some problems are ineradicable. Some, some problems may be ineradicable. Other problems, though, have a solution. But the solution isn't just to be hand out transactional aid. I believe the solution is to find the way that people can make money fixing it because that will endear. Well, that's a and, rather cynical outlook. You're worse than I am. I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I, I don't know that you're completely. Well, before we had the me. government getting involved in all this garbage, right? But who, this, who was this taking is, care of the people before this, this charities, is, right? Right. Religion. People. Yeah. People. There have always been do-gooders that want to do this stuff. That, that's fine, but but there's mm-hmm. no reason. Someone shouldn't find a way to profit from all the trash in the ocean by bringing it, you know, recycling it. Yeah, but I don't think that's the motivation. Most people, you know, most people. That's a better motivation than a charity. I'll tell you that right now. A charity is not going to clean up the ocean, Armand. What's going to clean up the ocean is some private industry who's figured out how to make a okay, shitload then you of just, money. You just, you just made my point. I'm not saying. No, okay, what's the easiest way to make money? To say you're a global warming scientist and get grants from the federal government. Armand, right? There's no conspiracy, the though, that there's a whole shitload of trash out in the ocean. Right. There's Absolutely. none. It's a verifiable yeah, no fact. That's why it's out there. Nobody wants to clean it up. Right. Absolutely. And that's what, but global warming, you can make a lot of money. You got the IPCC, you know, wanting to tax everybody. Al Gore making $200 million. I, I wish I was in on the global warming scam. That's a good way to get rich. Well, you just made my point, right? It's profit-driven. I made a point. I made a point that the solution should be profit-driven. Is there more more profits? Let me ask you this. What you're saying, Armand, is that what Eisenhower warned us about is not that the solution is profit-driven, but by causing causing something or, or identifying something as a cause, there's profit to be driven from the cost. If what the government's involved, yes. What, and that, right, that's what you're, you're relying saying. on the government to subsidize you. What you're saying is, oh, the environment's bad. Okay, we can make a lot of money by pe- by telling people the environment's bad and, mm-hmm. and doing this stuff. What stuff? Imposing just what you said, CO2 taxes and, and, and things Absolutely. like this. Right? right, and fear-mongering, right. which is what the government does. That, But none of that caught, none of that mm-hmm. cleans up our environment. It only taxes the use of co2 absolutely what cleans okay in my example the ocean is you got to find something that okay there's profit to be made and going out and mining this garbage i just don't think it's i I don't think it's the the problem you know like supposedly co2 is going to kill us all and why because we burn co we burn coal right and everybody does that and energy it's our energy we're all energy hogs as opposed to plastics in the ocean which you know, I think if it, it doesn't take that much to clean that up, I don't think. We don't know. It's, well, they, they, it's not going to wreck the economy. Let's put it that way. You take us off, like like yeah. that idiot, Ocasio-Cortez, and her Green New Deal. She wants us off coal by, what, 2040, 2050? I don't know what her plan is. Are you kidding me? 
You know how much money that's going to cost and what that would do to the economy? You really think we can get off fossil fuels in 20 years? That's, that's an idiot speaking. I mean, that's crazy. That anybody lends credence to that moron is just amazing to me. I don't think many people do. No, I hope not. You don't, I hope. No, I've said she'd be much better. She, I like how she swings. I respect the game, but she'd be much better served backing herself She's up with socialist. some real facts. You like that. She wants socialism. No, Medicare I for that. all. I like well. how, Armand, you got to admit, she makes a reasonable point. If we have money for unlimited wars, then we have money for unlimited health No, we don't. Unlimited health We don't. It's going to cost $32 trillion over a decade. We don't have that kind of money, Tony. We don't spend that much money on the. We just talked about what we spent on the military. The budget's $4.4 trillion. You're going to spend an extra $2 trillion a year on, on Medicare for all? What's left? Look at the numbers. Well, she's not saying do them both. I'm talking she's about saying, what the— She's saying if you got— if, if you, I it, don't care if you take away the military. Okay. What do we spend on the military? What is it, eight eight hundred billion Something like that? I don't know. 1.1. 1.1 trillion. Okay, 1. you're going to replace 1. that all with medic. Well, we already spent. I don't know how much on Medicare. You looked it up. It's more. Well, that's medic. Yeah, that's, Medicare. That's Medicare. Okay, you're going to give everybody Medicare. Health care. That is that is a pre-existing system to pay for it. That's rife with all sorts of overpayment. Problems. I'm just telling you what somebody did a study on this thing, yeah. and it was 32 trillion over a decade or something like that. It was an unbelievable amount. Of- Oh, the number's going to be astronomical. Right. It's only we can't get, afford it. It's only going to get worse because population's aging. Yeah, that's true, too. All right, back to Ike. The prospect of domination of the nation's scholars by federal employment, project allocations, and the power of money is ever-present and is gravely to be regarded. I ask you, Armand, isn't this as big a warning as his military-industrial complex warning? Yeah, of course. Why isn't this speech termed the scientific industrial complex? Then? Because that that runs contrary to what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want people warning about because people are going to bring up exactly what I'm talking about. Climate change being the most salient example of this. I think there's other examples though. Name one. That's, well, that, that is that why is why don't as, you that name is, one. You have I can't. one. Not that is as far reaching and as as impactful on our economy as climate this climate change bullshit. When you start talking about what are the two things that people need? They need health care and they need energy. No, they you, need, you run that. You run their lives. They need they need food. Food. They okay, need clean but, but, food. But and clean energy water. is all that. That's all energy. How are you going to get food without energy? No, you're going to have to. Yeah, I mean, sure. Why why do we get oranges in the winter? Because of fossil fuels. Yeah, because they get transported to us. Absolutely right. So when you control energy, I think you're even more than health because your health really depends on that too. You got to plug in, you know, your respirator or whatever. Everything's energy. Mm-hmm. You control that. You control everything. Yes. Okay. So why don't we get to a so, clean, renewable energy? So we will. We will give okay. it time. But are we going to go extinct because we burn coal for fifty years more? Come on. Now, right, back, right? Even you don't believe that. Back to Ike. No, I think we could. I, I, I think unabated coal. Uh, okay. Yeah. What is going to happen? Would, would, would pose. A serious problem as it did in the 1930s and the 1950s, and it, it happened in Europe. It happened well, here in we, our hometown. 1930s. Yeah. What happened in the 1930s? They just had black fogs at times, Armand. So air. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it killed. Yeah, sure, it killed. Hey, listen, if it was me, I'd go nuclear any, all day. But we have a hysteria about that too. I know. People have no idea. No, about we, the well, clean solution is in front of, of course. us, and it has been for a long time. France is 80 percent nuclear. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for it. Nobody brings that up. More carbon taxes. See, that just tells you. Don't look at the problem. Look at the solutions. Well, and then you'll see what here. the motivation is. Uh, 
Final quote from Ike on science. Yet, this is Ike again. Yep. Yet, in holding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific technological elite. I, this is a critical point, Armand. That's why I close with this. Uh, how do you interpret that? Uh, and if it comes to the scientific technological elite discover something that helps us all and it becomes public policy, why is that bad? No, it's not if it helps us all. But what if it doesn't? Because as we said. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to stop you right there. Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't, Armand? Yeah. Then it wasn't science. <laughs> Absolutely. Damn right. But if it if it expands government, what, what do you think? What do you think a politician? You think a politician has anything against this global warming argument? What do they want? They want more taxes. They want more government control. Globalism. That's what. That's what the powers that be. It, it's made to hold order on, for these guys. But hold on a second here, Armand. Mm -hmm. If I'm a re elected representative, yeah. not just in the U.S. but of any nation, right, right, any democratic nation, why would I want to tax my business constituents? They don't. Why would most I? of the people in the UN don't? They they just want to tax the United States, the rich countries. That's all they want to tax to to ostensibly okay. give to let's, the poor let's countries. Let's narrow it down to the United States. Okay. If I'm an elected uh, uh -huh. congressman, right, at the federal level, even at the state level, why would I want to tax my constituents with a carbon tax? Because you because you think it's going to lower emissions. You think by taxing something with to some degree is true. You're going to have less of it. If you believe in global warming, you think CO2 leads to all these cataclysmic things that are going to supposedly going to happen, of course you want to tax them. So they'll use less. Now, what would that do to the economy? If people who use less energy, they drive less, take, take less flights, uh, order less food, et cetera, et cetera. What is that going to do? You're worried. People are worried right now about this federal shutdown or whatever. A lousy few hundred thousand people out of work that they're taking more than they give anyway. Okay, fine. But you you want to really wreck the economy? You know what's going to happen? You you tax the hell out of carbon dioxide. People are going to use less. Absolutely, there's going to be less of everything. And and some people may say that's great. If you listen to some of these people, what's what's the ill of our of, of the whole world? What is the bane of the entire civilization? Capitalism, profit driven, right? You heard these people. I'm not making this up. I know you're not making it up. They want an up, end to capitalism. You're, you're fear-mongering just like you, you, you're you sitting here fear-mongering against these anti-capitalists. I'm not fear-mongering. Fear we're going to be fine. That Take my word for okay, it. Relax. No. We're not going to burn up. You don't see me running around crazy, do you? Yeah, yeah but, but you're not you're as passionate about it. There's one thing I'm passionate about, and you I know, know it is. Well, that's why I picked it. But you're fear-mongering. But you're not refuting any of my uh, points. Against an anti Armand, trying Even though to, you're nice and trying to and your and, points are almost it's almost a meaningless endeavor. Well, when I'm right, yeah. No, because you're not your confirmation bias is so off the charts. Yeah, absolutely. Reading for 20 years about this. What do you think I read every day? Uh, other people read too. Do they? Uh, yes, they do. Mm -hmm. uh, not everybody hey, listen, by a, and large. Give me a federal grant and I'll be a believer in global warming. You bet your ass. And me and every other scientist. Oh, you're, you're you're an easily bought. Uh, Hell yeah, just like the rest of these bums. Yeah, they're but, all they're all whores. For you to believe this, I don't believe it. For, no, no, hold but on. I would for, say I for, did. For you sure. to believe that global warming mm -hmm. is a, is a hoax can, that is generated. I'm saying the science is tainted by by a government. I'm saying the science is tainted. That means the government has to go in knowingly. No, with, they don't. With, with, no, they yeah, don't. yeah I'm, they, I'm sure some of these idiots really believe this stuff. 
I'm talking about the scientists, the people that are ostensibly conducting what? these these completely emotionless and 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 completely uh, scientific experiments that are supposed to be devoid of any sort what of subjectivity. Is their, what is their that motivation? Is not, can't then? do it. Money, grants. What you, read Ike's book? That's what he's talking about. When I, public policy is influenced, when the government gets involved, starts giving money out. And no, nowhere is it more tainted than in that in that sector. So you, don't so don't talk about the politician. Talk about the scientist. You're writing a paper, okay? You know if you say that global warming is not a big problem, and it doesn't matter if if we spew CO2 into the air, it has no impact whatsoever on the environment, and you get nothing, which is what you're going to get. Or you write a paper saying we're all going to be dead in 50 years, and the government gives you money to continue your research because God forbid we stop here. You got to keep researching. What are you going to do? That's that's my point right there. Think about it. You're not going to, but the no, people hold listening, on, hold think on. about it. What's the problem with researching to see if we're coming to a tipping point? There's no point end to it. There's no end to it. it. Okay, because there's no because that well, also was one of your mantras. Well, but okay, but where does it end? That's, that's what I keep. Always I, what I've you made say. this argument where to you before, Tony. I said, yeah. look, okay, I agree. Global warming, we're all dead. Okay, you're right. CO2 is going to kill us all. Done. Why are we giving more money to more research about global warming? Right. Why are we giving another cent out? Okay, the science is settled. Why are we still printing up papers and having all sorts of peer review? I didn't know that we were still giving out big wads of money. For look this. it up. Look, look it up. Google it. No, how much have. does the government spend on global warming research? How much does I know how much the IPCC wants? It, it's over a trillion dollars internationally spent on this nonsense. If you take into if you take into all the subsidies we give Elon Musk and all these other, it doesn't stop there. How much money do you think it costs to, to combat this this phantom this phantom uh, sword of Damocles hanging over us? And I'm not just talking about the taxes. I'm talking about the subsidies, etc. Mm-hmm, everything, the, the solar industry, the All wind. Right. Solyndra was six hundred million bucks pissed away for nothing. You know, come on, it's, it's over a trillion. I'll tell you right now, it's over a trillion a year internationally. Internationally, absolutely. Uh, domestically, in 2014, it was at mm-hmm. 11.6 billion. That's nothing. It's nothing. But like I said, we're not talking about what. That's what the federal government spent, or what? What is that? You have to qualify that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right, but I'm talking about here again. What? What is? What is? What is it globally? Not yeah. only that, but like you buy you buy a Tesla. What do you get? You get what twenty five hundred bucks or what seven seven thousand dollar? Oh, you get a subsidy, yeah. right? Yeah, you get a tax. okay. You got to include all that stuff too. Oh no, it's got to go in. Sure, yeah. I'm telling you, the accounting for it. The aggregate is about over a trillion dollars. Well, the, now look the what accounting we can do with that money becomes pretty tricky. Now you're an economist. Is it better to cl- fight global warming, even if it's true, or to help your daughter out and and send you know, and go for cleaning our oceans? I've already told you what. I've already told you what have you told me? Go. And find a way to you gener- can't do both to generate a profit off the problem, and you will. You don't s- need to if you spend this money. We imagine what we could do with it. See, Armand, this is where I think you contradict yourself, though. What? So, so rather rather than I don't ha- agree with your thesis. I don't than, care how much profit. I, I just don't agree with you. Rather than have a solution solved by private means, I'd love to, but I don't think it's I don't think it's effective. How are you going to make it profitable to give Africans clean water or Indians or Bangladeshis? How is that going to be possible? If it, if you can do it in the private sector, you know I'm all for it. Mm. I just don't think you can do it. Yeah, you're looking. I mean, I'm not saying for the American. Okay. Well, for okay, first of all, yeah, there are ways. Like okay. you say, the first of all, for clean water, there mm-hmm. have to be water treatment. Thing. First of all, you got to get a supply of water. You got to figure out some way 
yeah. to collect, right? But also, you got to distribute that water. Yeah. Where's the profit in that? Where, where the profit... You don't think if there was profit in it, somebody would have done it already? Someone's got to lay the plumbing down. But that's what you, I'm know just... how, you know how a lot of these developing nations, I mean, women walk miles to fill up a bucket of water and then walk miles back home. And I guarantee you, if somebody thought, hey, I could make money by laying a pipeline or something or irrigating the land, or whatever, they would have done it. You're telling me we haven't? nobody's even thought of this yet. No, I'm, certainly no one's not it. thought of it. No one's broken the you code. You heard the invisible hand? Well, no I know, one, right. No one's broken the code to That's why I yet. just asked you. How is somebody going to make a profit out of this? We don't know yet. Right. Well, when somebody's going to think of a profit on how to get CO2 out of the atmosphere and, and invent something that takes CO2 out of the atmosphere. Oh, I'll give you an example. The the uh, the the uh, coal scrubbers. Yeah. For, okay. Was there not a profit? No, in, there's not a profit. That's it, government made them put it on there. That's not a profit to the coal industry. Absolutely no, not. Okay. Isn't it a profit to the people who built them? No. Well, yes, yeah, it's, it's the people who make the coal scrubbers, sure. Yeah. But that's because the government's it, it mandated it. It hurts everybody else. It hurts you and me. Because the coal industry doesn't give a shit. They just pass on the cost. But if you were a coal plant, yeah, wouldn't you want to take all that trash out of the air? Not if it's not profitable. Okay. That's a, I'm just saying. It's a pro- now, that's, that's an externality. I'm not, I know. I'm, that's not talking about, I'm not talking about CO2. I'm right. talking about the sulfides. Sulfides and, and things. And all like, these, yep. Yeah, yep. nitric oxides mm-hmm. and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Sure, they don't want to. And that's when the government steps in and makes them. Right. Now, that's a different issue. It is. I, I'm not sure I'm for that even. But, uh, okay, I'm going to say, but but you know how that goes. Everybody pays for that because the coal industry is not going to pay. They just pass the cost as, on to consumers. As every industry does. Absolutely. So we get hit with it. Yeah. Now, maybe people say, okay, that's it's worth it. I don't know. I'd have to see some figures on that one. Because I'm not one of those guys that thinks that particulates in the air are, are all that deadly to people. Well, that's your thought, though. Well, I, but I've done some research on okay. it, and I don't see any real compelling evidence that but it you are, know, are you a scientist? asthma. I'm a doctor. You're a foot I, doctor. I'm a biology and chemistry major. Okay, good. Okay. Well, I can understand a paper when I read it. I understand that. Well, that's what I've been reading. I'm not a climatologist. Oh, exactly. God, God forbid. No, you're not. But I know physics. I know thermodynamics. Okay. But you're not a scientist, and neither am I. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Doctor's not a scientist, in your in your humble opinion. Um, are you doing research on the foot? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're you're then you're a foot. Scientist. But I read more about I read more about the climate than I do about feet nowadays. Well, then I'm semi-retired. Well, but that doesn't make me an ignoramus. I no, can read I'm a paper. Definitely not. I'm not saying you're an. Well, ignoramus. I'm just saying you could too. I can show you papers, and you know, yeah, and any yeah. layman can probably read them. Maybe most of them. Maybe now, some are of them. Believe me, some are way over my head. But I have not seen any compelling argument that I'm just saying that these sulfides are causing more mm. asthma. I et get that. That's all. I'm I'm concerned though, mm-hmm. and this is, but I don't know partly. You, I don't part- agree with your thesis of let's just get down to what you're saying though about the prop. You know, the profit-driven <sighs> cure to some of these ills. I just don't see it. Not not. Cleaning up the oceans or fresh water or things like that, unfortunately. Because if there were, yeah, the oceans would have been cleaned up a long time ago. That's why the government has to do well, it. you got to wait until there's enough of a mess out there to make a profit. Well, I think that is. They're cleaning up the Mediterranean. Of yeah. course, that's like all those oh, governments dude, are getting last involved. last time I was in the Mediterranean. It's horrible. It was horrible. I'm all for all it. All sorts of plastics floating at Damn me on right. the beach. Well, hey, oh, dis- clean it up. Disgusting. I'm all for it. I was Clean in it. Portugal down in Albufera. I've seen it. I've oh, seen it. Oh, Jesus, Armand. It was well, it was sad. It's time to do something about it. it. I'm sad. I'm with you all. I'm with you 100%. Absolutely. So if the I'm military that. Okay, but if the military mm-hmm. can be a jobs program, how come uh, cleanup can't be a jobs program? 
Well, I'd rather spend on cleanup, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, again, I but, love that you say some of this. But because... take it out of global warming. Don't take it out of the, you know. Oh, take it out of that budget? Yeah, that no, too, no, and no. the military. Fine. Oh, okay. No, no. I Sure. I think we got common ground here, my but friend. Do, do we have common ground yes. that economics is scarcity? Oh, totally. That's my argument. There's no. When, when there is, spending, that is a law, Armand. That is not right. even an argument. Well, that's that my argument, Tony. It's scarcity. Listen, if we had all the, if we had all the money in the world. And, and there was no scarcity. I don't give a shit how much money you spend on global warming. Yeah. I don't care if it's a hoax or not. The problem is you spend all that money on that, and you don't have as much money to do what I think are more noble endeavors and so, more effective. So let me wrap up with this because we've that's my we've, military industrial right. speech. We've we've covered Ike. We we both agree the speech is. Let me just say Ike. I, I, I would have voted for Robert is, Taft. Ike was a, he's a pawn of Rockefellers, just like a. His Alan Foster Dull, Alan Dulles and John Foster Dulles, yeah. his whole bunch of they're all they're all Rockefeller guys. What do you think about a guy that has no experience as a politician, i.e., Ike, being president? I, that was, the, that I, was I, I think it was the American public. Uh, uh, I, I think they got boondoggled into this patriotic expression of gratitude. Here you get to be same for Ulysses S. Grant. You know, oh, you 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 helped us win the war. You were the general, so let's make you the president. I I, I disagree. You think Adlai Stevenson would have done a much better I job? Don't know, I don't know. I don't know much about Adlai Stevenson, and the, and this may be sound treasonous to say, but I don't get rewarding George Washington. What, uh, do, you, what do you mean, Grant? Oh, for or, being military men, or or or, uh, or uh, Ike. Mm-hmm. I don't get rewarding them with the presidency for being. Uh, uh, great military uh, accomplishers. Well, uh, yeah, but I, I was, I would go to the, say that they're just as qualified as a politician. Um, what, what, what was FDR? What, what made him such a great, you know, president? Supposedly, where did he get hit? Where did he get all this experience? And made, born with a silver spoon in his mouth? Absolutely, sure. I mean, yeah. What am I supposed to say? I, I mean, don't know. I'm, well, I'm just name a great president yeah. and and tell me what what about Thomas Jefferson? What made him a great president? I think he was a great president. I do too. I'm but, an un, I'm an unapologetic fan of okay. TJ. Yeah, but because he was he I, was a genius for one thing, but self, had nothing to do with politics. A self-educated man who who read uh, at a rate that maybe yeah. no other human being around well, him was again. doing. Yeah, but then again, Woodrow Wilson was a PhD. He was sure. no idiot, but sure. he was he was an idiot. Don't let him fool you. I, I trust I make myself. He uh, may look like an idiot. Yeah. He may act like an idiot, I, but he really is an idiot. To, to uh, quote, uh, what is it? I trust <laughs> I make myself obscure, obscure perfectly. So to close up. The, the, I don't want to close the up. The one thing. See, I told you. Armand's been against doing these single topic shows, but look how look how vociferous This is he not is. a single topic. No, because as long no, as global warming, I'll no talk about single that. topic show will ever stay a single topic. It can't because there's so much more that goes yeah, into it. Yeah, but we're it. still kind of on the same you know, tent pole here. I mean, is how are we to fund science without some type of federal governmental what, aid? What are universities for? That's what they're but for. They have to get funding too. No, Who, they don't. They out of tuition. Okay. How do universities make their money. They don't make it for them. They shouldn't. They let me, do. Let me, let me give you a stat. Sure. Let me give you a stat. Have you ever heard of the College of Institutional Cooperation? It's called the CIC. Okay, I have figures. I think there are 13 schools in it. Okay. And what it is is the Big Ten Conference, essentially, plus the University of Chicago, which was actually a former Big Ten member for athletics. But University of Chicago, we've talked about a lot, right? Chuck Bednarik. A lot. Who was it? Uh, The the, the Heisman winner. 
Oh yeah, the first Heisman winner was uh, was uh, yeah University of Chicago. How do we forget his name? Yeah. Um, now That's, those now I'm going to be pissed those off. are major land grant institutions. Uh, they are they are the cream of the crop of the public institutions of the United States, along with other schools like uh, UCLA, which you attended, uh, University of California. Yeah. What about you? May, you may disagree with what you perceive to be their liberal bent or whatever, but here's my point. They're research institutions, and of course they have students and tuition payers. The College of Institutional Cooperation, as a couple of years ago, which is University of Chicago, Northwestern, University of Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio State, right? Armand, they divvy up about between 5 and $6 billion between them and research grants per year. Okay. So that funds a lot of research and a lot of things. But the government directs it, I assume. I, I would okay. think they have to. Is there a distinction between I'm just going to fund you to research this or and I'm going to direct your research? Because yeah. if I'm well, going to fund problem, you to research this, you're still capable of doing science. If I'm going to fund you to direct your research, by definition, it's no longer science. Well, there again, I, I, I mean – Somebody has to make the decision. Now, I assume they don't just give this money out willy-nilly, right? I, I assume somebody has to make some sort of— There has to be some if, allocation right, procedure, if a, right, right? If I'm applying for funds, okay, yeah. let's take out the climate change, whatever. I want to sure. study sexual, uh, you know, the sexual dynamics of a moth. Well, let, let's go Kinsey, who was at Indiana. Right, and I think that's, that's why I brought that up. I okay. think that's what he studied, right? Was he a moth? Wasn't he an entomologist? That's uh, what he was. I thought he was into bugs before yeah, he became into the— moths. Into that's, the why I brought, yeah. that's why I said that. Okay. Okay, and the government, somebody's going to have to say yay or nay. And, you know, when you've got the government, I mean, if it were if the government, does well, just, we have Apple, we have all the great sure. innovations have not been through government. But Everybody knows that. But does just the yay or nay taint it, in your opinion? No, not per se. I don't okay. think. Okay, all right, think. that's fair. That's fair. But I'm I, fine. But, I'm fine with that. But, the, but there again, I think there's a difference between... There's a difference between, let's say, it, it's pure, for you brought you brought up the uh, diabetes, for instance, yeah. insulin. Somebody's, I, I want to find out if the beta cells in the pancreas. I think I've got a theory that the beta cells in the pancreas make insulin, and this is the this is the hormone that uh, reduces blood sugar. Can counteract. Can I can I do my study? And some scientist, hopefully somebody who's qualified, yes. not just some apparatchik, is going to look at it and say, "That's a good, you know, he's got some good uh, points here, right. and he does have some backup. Let's give him a million dollars." Right. I think you get that's a world away from some guy saying in 50 years if we don't stop burning coal we're all going to be dead because of global warming. That then Is you it, have somebody saying wow that makes sense yeah because no, we're I, need more government. I see your point though. That's there's a I difference. See, I see your point. Okay, that's let, my let point. me counter with this Please. for argument's sake. Okay. Is there any difference between being dead through uh, global warming or having half your population tap out because they're consuming sugar at just an, an unconscionably bad rate. And think of how much of our economy in the food industry is based on sugar. You ever walked into a I'm Walmart? Not, yeah, there are not. just aisles where it shouldn't even say it shouldn't even say the the name like cereal or or this. It should just say sugar because yeah, that's yeah, all it is. Sure, I'm not sure that's that, that that doesn't sound like a, a valid analogy to me though. It may not people be. People don't eat people kill themselves because that's what people do. They smoke, they drink, they don't exercise, etc. But they could cons- We're talking about money. Yeah. What should the government spend money on it? I don't yeah. know. I, I I think it would be better spent. Yeah, if the could, government instead of global warming they spend money they, on telling people eat right. Eat right. Yeah. Even though that's going to hurt another sector but, of the economy. 
Sure. Well, the only reason we have a lot of this problem is because we've talked about this that's too. High fructose corn syrup right. instead of sugar. Exactly. Yeah, it's good because we're protecting the but, sugar industry. But to boil down your point to the essence is, mm-hmm. you don't want the government stepping in, directing research right. that's going to curtail uh, swaths of the economy. I don't think I'm saying that. It seems to be though. I'm saying I don't want government. I, I'm saying any government research by the government that that the government has has a definite uh, gain or loss by this research taints the science. Right. So doesn't doesn't isn't the science of that same insulin, diabetes, uh, sugar research? Because Bloomberg tried it in New York City. No tax on sugary sodas. Right. He got it. Right. They still have it. Yeah. Don't they? Okay. Well. So what's your point? Well, I don't hear you railing about that. Yeah, but people don't have to buy that. You know, now now you could counter that. Yeah, people don't have to use carbon, but boy, that's pretty bad. That's what I'm saying. You're going to destroy the economy. We all have a carbon footprint. Absolutely. Whether that makes we, a big difference. Whether we try our best or or don't give a damn, sure. we all have a carbon footprint. Absolutely, you have to use that heat. You need heat. Yeah. You need gas. You got to have that. Or even if you want to go completely unabomber and live in a shack yeah, in the you woods, have to have something. You're still going to be subject you're to burn wood or you're whatever. You're still going to be subject right. to some level. Well, right. that's what I'm saying. But I haven't had a soda. I don't remember the last time I had a soda, so I don't have to drink Well, yeah, soda. no, you choose not to, but you... Right, because I know it's but bad here, for but, me. But here's the thing, Armand. Mm-hmm. None of us have a choice in breathing. Well, that's what we're talking about, but that, that so, wasn't... But CO2, yeah, but the breathing, you're polluting. That, that You're making my point. When I'm you polluting, start call, I'm yeah, polluting you, because well, I'm breathing. When you call CO2 a pollutant, you're a polluter, because what do you emit? <laughs> That's the problem. Well, I know I br- we all know we breathe and then CO2. We all know the trees convert the CO2 back into oxygen. We, we all know that cycle. I'm just right? saying, but they want if you want if you're going to call CO2 a pollutant, but I'm more you're a polluter. Okay, again, just by the, breathing. In this whole debate about climate change, I've mm-hmm. been much more worried about the other things that are in our air that I cannot have any well, control. Well, you said it yourself, over. but those, yeah, but those have gone down. Those emissions have gone way and I down. I want them to continue to go down. To what extent? To the extent that we get to what? Well, Armand, you and I both want the same th- thing: free renewable energy. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, but no, you've already said it's happened. It's nuclear. It's not exactly it's not free, free, though. right? But, it's ex- but by com- cost comparison's sake, it's, expen- <laughs> it's very expensive because of the yeah, government. Because it's not been scaled. Well, not only that, but because it takes ten years to. Well, I, mean, I, I don't uh-huh. even know how long it takes because we haven't had a new we nuclear plant in like thirty years. We haven't built a new one. Right? Why? Because there's this hysteria. Three mile, because Three Mile Island right. happened. I'm going to tell and you right now. Stuff. Yeah. Because Three Mile Island happened. And Chernobyl and you know, well, that, staring the hell out of everybody. That was Russian negligence at that well, point. Three probably. Mile Island was pretty bad, too. Pretty bad. Uh, yeah. One valve, et cetera. But, I know. Okay. But there, you've ruined a whole – but it's still – I know. So we don't have it. Because free Absolutely. energy makes for a whole different, very democratic landscape. Well, clean energy. Clean know. energy, clean. too. Yeah, free, uh, I don't know. Well, it's not. Okay. Who are you, Tesla? No. It, well, even Tesla. Okay. Well, they're going to give it out. Yeah. But I know. But there's still there's no free lunch. That's there's still Friedman talking. There's still yeah. the opportunity cost there of, you know. So, all right. I You have, Armand, I got to say, you've come a long way. You made some <laughs> great concessions today that I never thought you would make. Uh, and we yeah, both walk right. away from Eisenhower's gonna, speech I'm going. I'm going to vote for Octavia Cortez. She's great. My vote for uh, our yeah. – Yeah, is there a vote? I think, yeah. For No, you don't live in New York. You're not <laughs> but, her, I, but I'd move there. You're not her constituent. I want to pay their taxes. Um, we both walk away from Mike just at oh, a lot of points I, going – He's dizzying. I don't going, know what this is all about. We, we just 
kind of a head scratcher in, in in conclusion. I'm not a big fan of Ike. I mean, you know, here again, and and we I didn't even get around to the 90 percent tax that she's talking about. You know, in the 50s, that nobody paid. By the way, yeah, no one paid that. Of course not. Just remember, I, I think that's I told like, you a story about Louis B. Mayer. Like, like, that's like going in and paying retail for a car. Well, remember, remember Louis B. Mayer when he left MGM in like 52, I guess. <laughs> And he was going to get his package of what five million dollars yeah. as severance or yeah. whatever, yeah. and he would have been taxed ninety percent. Yeah. Well, he just called a couple centers and they changed the law. Yeah, it doesn't apply go. to movie moguls. Oh, sure it doesn't. How's that? <laughs> there you go. Sure it doesn't. All right, that's been our show, January seventeenth. We hope you enjoyed You're it. Stuck with it. And uh, when we have another juicy single topic to talk about that Armand uh, wants to get into, we'll bring it to you. Don't forget, we will still do the shows. Running, yes, we will. Running down the list of everything that have occurred on those specific dates in history. For producer Brian Crock and for Armand Kachigian, I'm Tony Hubert. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.